Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. I did love this chapter actually. It was probably my favorite one so far. Yeah. Um, so we're still on Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, and we're now up to rule number nine. Um, the title of that rule is Assume that the person that you're listening to might know something that you don't. I told you I was close. You were very close. <laughs> it was close. No, no, actually, for Cameron, it was a very easy chapter because it is the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's not here to <laughs> I just said before we started, I don't know what to think, and I mean it because he goes on about I thought thinking was just thinking, but no, thinking isn't thinking. Thinking is criticizing yourself most of the time or not criticizing yourself enough or not listening to yourself or debating yourself honestly. So fuck if I know, what do you think? <laughs> I think it was down to, I think it was down to two things. He talked um, obviously about listening and when I sort of read the title, it more resonated that you should be listening to others, but the more he talked about it was very much an inner listen as well. Listen to yourself, listen to your own thoughts. Um, And it was a little bit in, but he talked about splitting, he split himself into two versions of himself and he said to truly think you you've got to have you're going to be on multiple wavelengths like whenever you're thinking about something you're thinking about it on different levels and you're almost having this inner discussion um with different your different viewpoints on things cam you look confused already no i'm just trying to think while you're talking why to say all that why did we have to go down the route of rape and child abuse like what the I know in the end he made his point, but surely there was a million other examples that are a little bit less morbid that we, we, we could have used. The woman said she got raped. Five yeah, but that, times. That, I think that's because it's, it is very easy for us to sit down and judge to her. And, and I think that it makes it a huge listening effort to be able to transcend that issue. Right, because every one of us, as soon as we hear that, we can either take side with her or we can go, oh, come on, woman, I know your past. I know you like this. So I thought that was the best example, man, of listening and going beyond you making judgment before the other person's finished the side of the story. He's gone straight to like one of those almost no-go topics to have that like shock factor. Yeah, I I, I had a great day until I'm pulling into Macca's drive-thru and he's talking about rape and child abuse through the uh, speaker. I'm trying to get my double quarter pounder. I was trying to get my double quarter pounder. (laughs) Oh, mate, that was good. How'd you go, Chris? I I liked the chapter. I had to listen to it a few times to get it to sink in. Um, Got a few, got a fair bit out of it, though. I really, really. to start with, the first time I listened to it, I really didn't click the fact that he's talking about your own internal dialogue rather than your external dialogue with people. Um, and it wasn't until the second time I listened to it that I thought, yeah, he's really making sense. There's a part where he says, um, 
if you're not the main actor in your own movie picture in your mind, you're some hack second rate actor in someone else's motion picture, um, movie picture. So a, a lot of people don't, uh, don't take time to really strive for their dreams and, and work hard to go for what they, they want in life. They just, they just go through the motions of a, a mundane job rather than really striving for something they want. Um, and then they default that into someone else's life then. And they're not really, really living their true self. But it's a conversation you have to have in your own head uh, before you can have it externally or start to do it externally. And so, I've, yeah, I've got I, to... I, I thought I was schizophrenic before I read the chapter. Now I know I'm normal. <laughs> it's okay to have a conversation with myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it was fantastic. What, what I really like is how he... This is why I love this chapter so much. So the first thing he talks about, yes, you know, how how you need to really uh, uh, think, then how you need to really listen. But then the, the last bit, I, I love how he's talking about the hierarchy of conversation, uh, where it starts at the bottom and how it really ends at the culmination. And we have different kind of uh, conversation. And I was very proud of us, guys, because I was thinking, hold on, we are doing that last bit of conversation where the four of us have got our own philosophy. We believe in certain things and, and we very uh, sure and certain and we are own person in our philosophy and we're just sharing so that we can just reach that ultimate, um, that ultimate kind of non-knowledge in each of us so that we can build it together. I thought it was fantastic. And I haven't started drinking yet. So I can tell you, I've been reading. I didn't know whether, mate, I don't know whether uh, the one that resonated with me about our conversations the most is more of the dominance conversation where someone's always just trying to prove themselves right. So <laughs> <laughs> guilty, as, guilty as charged, it says, and they, you, you really... If you're doing it the wrong way, you'll ridicule others and their point of view. And I'm thinking, geez. so she's familiar. How many? There was five different conversations or four different conversations, and three of them I'm pretty good at, and they're all the wrong ones. And then the other one is actually listening to people's point of views. So. Yeah, but they, they, he also talks about the, what you do quite a lot, which he calls it the blue color kind of this dialogue where, where you enter. I love it how he says it's blue color kind of dialogue because when you go to university, you don't see people talk like that and put each other down. It's like, oh man, you this man, and you know. And and I saw a lot, a, a lot in what we do. And this is why I I think that what we're doing, even like this kind of discussion of all of us, it's it's so so nice because it is that almost at highest level that he's talking talking about where we we're not here to convince each other because we're cool with what we have. We're just here to just share with each other what we, what we think we know. But with that certain, we have ex an experimental, an experiential uh, uh, aspect of that knowledge, not just something we read in books. He talks about the reason most people don't do it, and that's because to do it properly, you have to be open to the fact that you might be wrong or you have to be open to the fact that you might change your mind, and that's scary for a lot of people. It is... You know, we, we've had some very forthright views on a lot of stuff on, on the podcast and having those views challenges, it's not scary as much, but you, you feel that adrenaline building, you feel that um, little bit of fear because to change to change your opinion and, or change your views and be okay with it um, is hard for most people. So he talks about um, that's why most people can't, can't do it. I 
love about our podcast. I never had our podcast where I, I needed to change any one of your views. This is, <laughs> no, in none of my podcasts, I wanted to change your views. I wanted to show you my point. And, and, and I think that that's the beauty of what we're doing is, is in our style of podcast, we're not here to ram it down and say, no, what I thought is the way. What, what, what we, yes, we, we banter, we have a bit of fun, but we try to say, all right, this is what, how I see it. And Chris might come up with something like how he sees it. And in the end, we go, yeah, okay, I, I see that. And, then, and, and we leave somehow enriched by the dialogue, not, not impoverished or uh, not liking each other anymore. You know, it's, it's beautiful uh, podcast in that way. Maybe beside Ken, I meant. We usually come, usually back. The friendship starts again a couple of days later, doesn't it? Once the hangover's gone and everyone's taking a deep breath. So how does... He says, uh, your current knowledge has not made you perfect and has kept you safe and not kept you safe. Um, which leads to what you're saying, Cam, about people having that conversation and you don't know it all. There is something better and you can do it better. Doesn't matter how much you know, you'll always you can always be better. Um, and I don't think people take the time to do that. That's what you're saying. So, um, out of fear, probably. But asking a question about the listening, uh, the last level. How, been, how often are you guys doing this? As you're listening to me, you're meditating, actually. You're, you're listening to me. You're not making an argument. You're trying to really embrace everything that I, I talk about. And then you're, at the same time, manage to also meditate, meaning going inward and let response rise into you. And then you discuss about it. Uh, have you have you ever got that kind of experience in our wine and wisdom? Sorry, I didn't hear what you were saying. I was too busy trying to formulate my next point. You, I get that you're at the bottom of a hierarchy. <laughs> what are you? Sorry, <laughs> mate. I heard what you said. <laughs> I went inwards and thought, fuck this, I'm next to speak. So. Yeah. The first person to speak wins, right? Or loses? Which one? <laughs> I, think, um, I think we do a good job on the podcast of raising a lot of points and, and putting out another a lot of views. But I don't know about anyone else, but I don't think the inward reflection about it comes till afterwards. I, I can't say that I sit there and meditate on the words that are coming out at the time, but we, we stir a lot in each other, I think, and sometimes it's straight after the podcast when we're having another talk or sometimes it's a couple of days later where we've had time to let those views and those points settle in that the inward reflection comes. It's, um, it is interesting. And obviously more interesting, harder to do after three bottles of wine to um, meditate on the spot. Do you do that, T.O., when we're talking? Are you in there analysing it all as you go? Or? No, no, no. So, so I've done... The, I love the part where he's talking about when you do a lecture, how you're having a conversation with the audience and every individual of the audience. And, and I'm going, man, it's exactly what I go through when I do this kind of stuff. I, 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 I'm not delivering the material. I'm really talking to almost one person at a time and I, I, I can feel the room, you know. But then when he's talking about the last level, I, I love that because there are times when we, you guys are talking and... I'm absorbing it and I'm, I make sure I don't, I don't think of an argument to get back to you. I don't jump, you know, into the conversation halfway into your lines. 
And I'm just waiting for that thing that rise. It, what, it, it is so fascinating. What we haven't done is for me to then say, hey, listen, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of this, which is what he, I think he's talking about, Carl Rogers in here, how he's talking about that. And, and, and that we're not doing, where we, we, we're not having a discussion about what you just said there, Chris, just raise this in me. And I like to talk about it because I don't know why it has popped up. It, it, it's fascinating, you know? This is why I said this, this chapter has to be my favorite because I love communication. Hmm. And there's so many facets of communication that most people won't use in their life. What we're doing in the two years, we've done this, a two and a half bit now, we, I know we have changed. So imagine how we are going to process this when we in uh, in 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 a group now uh, with strangers. I mean, our ability now to hear, listen to them, go inward, get our thing ready and and, and, and take it all, uh, it's fantastic. Cameron, were you meditating then? I was just um, processing the double quarter pounder. That's what I was processing. <laughs> so let's, how can we then, We've been training a lot on Zoom three days a week with a lot of the newer guys in the franchise or in our offices, and we, we implore them to have a mastermind group. Now, this chapter is probably a great guide to how you run your mastermind group. Yes, it's okay for them all to get on there with their preconceived ideas and pat each other on the back and just have confirmation bias and, and not really discover anything new from it, or we can go there and actually not be scared to share our own ideas and, and tell people where we're really at and try and actually grow from it. There's a danger if every junior associate agent gets together and they're all at exactly the same level and all doing exactly the same thing, there's a huge danger there of group thinking and the ideas not getting expanded. So how can we relate that to those mastermind groups? I suppose it's um, the listening part is a big part of it what's covered in this chapter, but it's also about people learning how to ask questions or when to ask questions or, you know, how to feel comfortable asking a certain question because it can often be people's ego or, you know, something that's a fear factor that they don't want to look silly or they don't want um, people to think differently of them so they don't ask things. It's about how people, one, learn to ask the questions and then two, um, go on to then listen and I guess to ref to relate back to what you're saying, it's about having people in their mastermind group that are going to extract that from them and help to extract those things out of them. I think it'd be important to just, you've got to have a variety. If there's five, five people in your mastermind group, we need five people providing different things, yeah? You know, and the further you grow and the further, the higher level you go, that might mean different things. I mean... Um, at a business level, we might have a business mentor and a, a, a money mentor, a personal growth mentor, and a you know, you name it. So, what, how can that translate to some of our junior salespeople or even our more senior salespeople who don't have a mindset group? Who, who should they be filling it with in role in life, not in who is in what people person? unlike themselves, people like you said, unlike themselves. Uh, we like who we lo we're like, right? We feel comfortable with who we're like. And so we'll, we'll, we'll attract those people that we're like. So even with new recruits or the people that we're in the training room with, I believe they will naturally 
go towards those people that they feel are on their equal. I think if we're looking for mentors, if we're going to find people, we're going to find people who we're not like. Um, and like you said, Ken, we've had many conversations where you've you've said just a couple of words that has woken me up, mate, because you're not scared to say it how it is. Um, so that's the sort of people I think you really need to look for. Unfortunately, a lot of people won't do that. Sometimes I should be more scared to say it how it is. I, I, I'm... Look, no. we know you're a bully. That's I all right. Out, I went <laughs> He did have a he did have a line in there that I thought resonated pretty well to the last month of my life, which is, "You're right when you shut up." <laughs> he says, "You're right when you shut up." So I think it was the line. <laughs> I couldn't highlight it because I was driving at the time, but I nearly drove into a telegraph pole. So that was. Just... Oh, man. Many times you've, we've said to the like people to have a mentor group. Why don't they? Is it because of that fear of not finding out the truth or not wanting to do those things? I think some of the time um, there's a be a fear factor, but I think a lot part of it would be when they jump in and say, oh, we, you know, we say call this person or call that person. If they're not getting anything from it, yeah. they naturally drift apart. Or if they're not experiencing a new sensation or a new idea or any level of growth. They're not going to stick at it just because they've been told. It becomes a chore rather than a an experience. Like, yeah. especially during lockdown, this conversation, although not always the most intelligent conversation, it's probably the most diverse conversation I get to have on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know, right. because I'm either otherwise talking to wife and kids or I'm talking to clients, and there's only so many different ways those conversations can go. So if you're not... That's the only reason I keep turning up, guys, because, you know, <laughs> at least it's... Well, if nothing else, we're, get, we're getting some new ideas. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas, I understand you. I understand you. No, but I think that's part of it. If if, um, if benchies are just calling benchies and talking benchy talk, they're not essentially probably not going to grow from that. Yeah, that's because what I'm trying to get. Because they're not experiencing any growth, they stop doing it. All right. Or, growth is pain, right? Whether it's a muscle or internal, growth is painful. Sometimes very painful, not times, sometimes not so painful. It doesn't growth have to be. Painful. Change is painful. The growth can not be change, I mean, you want to grow your muscles, you want to change your body, it's painful. There's exercise, you know that. Ken used to be a personal trainer. Growth Some can be exciting. That, but it used to be. I'd probably, um, I'd probably replace the word painful with uncomfortable. Okay. Oh, it can uh, be painful, but it, it can also be exciting. But if there's no excitement to it, if, if, we keep, if we keep relating it to what we do, if a bunch of people are just calling each other once a week to talk about prospecting, it's not going to last long, right? Whereas you see them when they jump into training with us or into the breakout rooms with us and they learn a new line that they can use in a listing appointment, all of a sudden, that's excited, the shit, that's excited the shit out of them and they can come back. So Absolutely. if you're turning up to a mentor group that is on the same level or below your level, you're probably not going to last much you're longer probably. because right. you need to challenge yourself. I mean, not to – I remember Kickstart probably 2016 or I think it was 2016 in the Hunter Valley and Thomas was the first time I'd heard about um, – mastermind groups and Thomas asked everyone in the room to go and find their mastermind group inside the room 
and everyone ran to the people that they already got along with. I walked straight up the front to him and we, we didn't know each other very well at the time, but I said, well, if you're training them, why would I want to go to them? I want to go to the person who's training them. And that's not comfortable. And I didn't know, I didn't know what I was in for. <laughs> well, that's not done. I see that I haven't raised that line of our manuals. I <laughs> <laughs> But that's what it takes. You've got to challenge yourself to be around people who are going to challenge you. But what, what would have stopped most people doing that, Ken? Fear. They knew Thomas better than I knew him. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been fear. So that's probably yeah, what that, the younger yeah. recruits are stopping them from reaching out to people like yourself um, or Megan or myself for help is that fear. We've seen it, but we've seen it at our level too. The reason we had to change the leadership partnership structure was because the same people were pairing with the same people month in, month out, yeah, because that was comfortable. There was people who were comfortable telling certain people what to do and there was comfortable people who were comfortable being told by other people what to do and they never ventured away from that. So it wasn't yeah, until you couldn't. Yeah. So it, it, it's at all levels. Um, yeah. It's at all levels, but you'd... And then, and then that's why that sort of stuff fails because you're hearing the same shit month in and month out and you're not growing from it. So, um, yeah, sometimes you hear different shit month in, month out, like me, and you don't grow anyway. So it goes both ways. Yeah, I think good book. Love the... Uh, it made so much sense here. And, and I don't know whether you notice this, uh, beside the word being in capital B, there's no God in this one. There's no, oh God. no Bible stuff in this one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was refreshing. Thank God. <laughs> he reads it a lot slower than I read it. I was trying to listen and read at the same time at one point, and I was two pages in front of him. I'm like, this bloke's kidding himself. Just... <laughs> uh, what do you listen to it on? Because some of the apps you can, like, speed it up. Audible, yeah, you can you can speed it up, but I was I was in a, I was under a bit of time pressure, so while I was driving around, I had it playing, and then when I wasn't driving around, I was trying to read. And unlike the false accusations that went around at the start of this that I hadn't done it, I uh, well and truly have. Thank you very much. All right, got in with twenty, got in with twenty four minutes and thirty seconds to spare. So. <laughs> So what was the last line of this chapter, Ken, then? Same as the title. Don't assume that the people you're talking to don't know more than you or something <laughs> like or something like that. Yeah. And, you, and you know, I, I actually apply that even with kids. And that's why I love talking to kids. I Because when I talk to them, the, one of the first things is I'm going, they're going to teach me something I don't know. And as I'm talking to them, I love that because there, there are times when they say things where you go, Wow. Yeah, do you remember that line that you said uh, a couple of years back when we first started the podcast about cheap bottle of wine or a kid? Yeah, you can learn just as much from a three-year-old as you can from a yeah, someone older. I think with um, kids is probably the most purest form because he does talk, sorry to go back to the book, but he does talk about even when you are talking to yourself, you've got to take your ideologies out of it and not be influenced by your leftist or your rightist person. Kids don't have any of that yet. Kids haven't been swayed to have a personal agenda. So if I'm trying to talk to you guys about vaccinations, for example, I've got a 
side of the fence that I'm on there. So, of course, my argument with myself is going to lean that way. Yeah. Kids don't have that. There's no. innocence. They yeah. say that about ghosts. They, they say people who believe in ghosts, the, the theory is that kids will always see them, but we won't because we've been conditioned not to believe in them. Whereas a kid hasn't been around long enough to, to not be able to see into that sort of stuff. Hey, man, I've, I've seen it. Jack saw a skeleton behind me once. It was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> There's a dead man behind you, Dad. Stop giving your kids any drinks. Right? It's there. It's a way to <laughs> I'm just surprised your kids can see anything behind you, mate. But anyway. <laughs> I can't see the sun. <laughs> hey, before we go live, can you do something with yourself? You look unemployed. <laughs> Listen, don't talk to Megan like that, please, mate. Seriously. <laughs> I am unemployed. Mm. When's I, I feel I should go on job seeker. Get paid more. See what 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 Cam just said about you being unemployed really shows he hasn't read the, the chapter. He he he's not a very good listener. He's he's just he just talked. He didn't see these signs. He made accusation about someone who is looking for a job. Are you or not? Are you not employed, Chris? I'm a full time dad, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah. Full-time bonsai artist, full-time bullshit artist. Uh, <laughs> it also says in there, if you can't be true, at least be funny because they're pretty close together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, about this uh, chapter, I, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's a good chapter. I, next one's going to be a different one again. The next one, the last one, please, is it? No, we're only up to 10. Come on, mate. There's twelve of them. Serious? Of course, twelve. Yeah. yeah. So, but the next one's got it is really in today's time. Like, uh, is is fake news relevant, and and how do you make it relevant? And you know, and what is it that people entertain themselves with? I, I think it's going to be a good chapter then. All right. I feel like we didn't think this through, and there's four of us, so we should have only read three chapters each, and then just got on each week and talked about uh, educating yeah, the other. You're okay with walking around with one leg. We, we like to have two legs, two arms, everything, man. I'm so athletic enough to pull it off. That's the thing. <laughs> How's that running or that walking going, Cam? Oh, I've got four Ks in and then smashed my toe, but we'll talk about that on the... Uh, on the, <laughs> on the Please do. I looked at it this morning. I've got... He always has something, you know that? He always has something. Anyway, we'll talk about it later on. Thank you very much for the uh, chapter. Great chapter. Talk soon. Goodbye.